You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Sports Yak is brought to you by Big and Tall Outlet in Elkhart. Big and Tall Outlet features big and tall men's clothing from many of the leading big men's catalogs for 50% off manufacturer's suggested retail price. That's Big and Tall Outlet on Napanee Street in Elkhart and at BigandTallOutlet.com. Follow them on Facebook and Twitter as well, because big guys got to look good, too. Flannels, flannels, they've got flannels. Flannels, flannels, they've got flannels. 2X, 3X, 4X, 4X, 5X, 6X, out the door. 7X, 8X, so much more. Big and Tall Outlet flannels! From South Bend, Indiana, the parish of America. From South Bend, Indiana, what the Egyptians are to the pyramids. It's Sports Yak with Corey Mann and Chuck Freeby. I'm the booth announcer, Jim Shorts. I'm the booth announcer. Listen to me, I'm Jim Shorts. I'm the booth announcement. Sports Yak is brought to you by Big and Tall Outlet, because big guys gotta look good too. And now, Sports Yak! Welcome to Sports Yak. My name is Corey Mann, and with me sometimes is Chuck Freebie. But unfortunately, he was called to a family emergency, had to do some traveling, and due to the weather, he's stuck. Bob Nagel had to take off earlier this morning get that crazy boot thing looked at and he's on an airplane to knoxville this afternoon as of course he's the voice of notre dame women's basketball they take on the volunteers tomorrow night but they travel a day early so what i've decided to do is go back and dig deep into the archives of the past 53 episodes and see if we can concoct a best of sports yak because maybe this is your first time listening, give you some flavor, give you a taste of what this goofy little podcast is all about. We can touch on headlines super quick, see what's going on in the world. Carmelo Anthony will probably be a Chicago Bull for about an afternoon. Something to do with salary lids, salary caps. I'm wearing a Bulls hoodie today from Big and Tall Outlet in honor of him for one day. 
The 2019 Baseball Hall of Fame class announced yesterday the ballot for 2020. Derek Jeter on that ballot, Roger Clemens, Barry Bonds, Kurt Schilling, Larry Walker. It'll be the eighth year on the ballot for Clemens, Bonds, and Schilling. Larry Walker, his 10th and final opportunity. Zion Williamson and Duke beating Pittsburgh 79-64. Zion apparently unfazed that one of the greatest rappers of our generation, Jay-Z, sitting in the front row. I don't know which viral video I like more this week. The Rams coach having his own guy pulling him off the sidelines so he doesn't get run over by a referee. Or Julian Edelman yelling, you're too bleeping old to Tom Brady during the AFC title game. It's too good. Darren McFadden, former Oakland Raider, cowboy running back, arrested at the Whataburger drive-thru for falling asleep. He got himself a DWI. 30,000 fans and counting having signed a petition to leave the name of Miller Park unchanged. And locally here in South Bend, South Bend Mayor Pete Buttigieg announcing he'll run for president. All right, let's get to the best of the yak. Sports yak! All the way back to episode one and the origin story, the friendship beginnings of Corey and Chuck. Uh, Friends since 1991. Right. Uh, I came to South Bend from uh, a Michigan radio station. I worked upstairs at Channel 16 at U93. You were downstairs, down in the newsroom. Yeah. And how long had you been there? I started there in 87, so Mm -hmm. I'd been there four years. And back then it was the the three-headed Hydra. There was yourself. Jeff Jeffers, Dean of Michiana Sports, uh, Jack Nolan, who had been there since 1982, and uh, then myself, who was hired in 87. And what were you specifically hired for? I think I've heard this I story. was specifically hired because neither Jeff nor Jack really wanted to do much on the high school scene, mm-hmm. so they wanted somebody that knew the area and knew about high school sports, and that's primarily why I got hired, and then it branched out into... Other areas, including Notre Dame sports. Plenty of sports to carry or cover. Yeah, we're in a great <laughs> sports area here in South Bend, Indiana. You sit you know, kind of in a nexus between South Bend, Indianapolis, and Detroit. And, of course, you've got uh, one of the preeminent college football teams in the nation. So uh, Chuck and I have obviously been friends since 91. Uh, we had a, a break in the friendship. We were both working someplace else and then came back together here. And I've been here since '09. At Pulse FM, you went, gosh, when did you start here? I started in 2004. Okay. Yeah. And kind of the same role, high school sports. Do a lot of high school sports, still do some stuff with Notre Dame. Uh, we've done stuff with some of the other Christian colleges in the area, Bethel and Grace and Goshen over the years. And probably uh, my favorite uh, plaque that hangs on your wall, Sportscaster of the Year 2017. Such as it is. Yeah, I think they finally got to the F's in the Rolodex is what happened. What's your connection to Notre Dame? I graduated from there in 1986. I worked in the sports information office as a student. That was my work-study job, was writing press releases and doing brochures and covering events for them uh, for four years. And then I've been around the area, so I've, I've followed Notre Dame sports ever since I was probably five or six, really. You were a fan. Yeah. You are a fan. And I'm still a fan, but more of a journalist than a fan. Yeah. I love the story you told, you've told me before about the teacher taking you to that amazing basketball game when you were a 
I was five years old. I was in kindergarten. My teacher, Miss Mizzarello, who is now Janice Horan, uh, knew that I was extremely interested in sports, and uh, she was a Notre Dame graduate student. Uh, she actually wasn't a Notre Dame graduate student, but they were living in graduate student housing. Her mm-hmm. husband was a grad. And so Notre Dame was getting ready to play UCLA. Notre Dame had a player named Austin Carr, who was a terrific score. In the 1970 NCAA tournament, he set a record scoring 61 points in a game. This was before they had the three-point rule. Okay. So she takes me to Notre Dame-UCLA at the ACC, as it was known then, and Austin Carr lights it up for 46 points, and the Irish beat the Bruins, and that was the last time UCLA lost until January of 1974, January 19th, 1974, to be precise when Notre Dame rallied from an 11-point deficit late and beat UCLA 71-70. You were five. I was five. <laughs> Do you still have the game ticket? No. Sports Episode two featured a top three conversation. Top three songs you'd like to hear at a football tailgate party. First one's a little more music-oriented. That's fine. If I'm walking up to a tailgate and I'd like to hear some songs blaring loud on whatever system they have, here's my top three. All right. One, I'd like to hear Chicken Fried. You know well, I'm a chicken fried. And cold beer on a Friday night. A pair of jeans that fit just right. And the radio. By uh, Not a bad Brown choice. Band. Not a bad choice. Uh, as I'm about to bite into a menu item, I'd like to follow that up with Keep Your Hands to Yourself by the Georgia Satellites. Okay. I got a little change in my pocket going jingle hang Won't you call you on the telephone, baby? I give you a ring, but each time we talk, I get the same old thing. Always no hooky buggies until I get a wedding ring. My honey, my baby, don't put my love upon no shelf. Don't give me no lines and keep your hands to yourself. And as I'm walking away, saying thank you, on to the next tailgate. Two Princes by Spin Doctors. Because I think they're one of the worst bands in the history of music, but it's one of those moments where I'm like, ah, I wouldn't mind hearing this as I'm walking away. Okay. Um, how about if you're going to a tailgate, don't you have to have Lee Bryce parking lot party? John's firing up his Coleman grill. We got 24 tall boys on the chill. Yeah, 14 of them's mine. A little Marshall took her on the radio. I think that has to play that has to play number one. Okay, Lee Bryce. Um I'd like to hear a little Steppenwolf born to be wild.
get some get some blood going. Now, the third one I'm going to separate between a day game and a night game. Yes. Okay. If you got a day game, let's go with a little Leonard Skinner and Sweet Home Alabama. Okay. Not that you're playing Alabama necessarily, but I think that just kind of gets you in the mood for for football. Mm-hmm. But if it's a night game, uh, let's go with a little Luke Bryan. That's my kind of night. Episode four featured some TV talk. Every episode ever, Blue Bloods surprised me this morning. And I'm not sure that I have actually seen that, but I that is a favorite show for the lovely and talented Diane Freebie and myself. That's a show you guys watch together. Yes. Oh. Absolutely. Tell me more about those shows. What do you guys love to watch together? Well, the the thing we like about Blue Bloods, it in effect, it's a little bit like Seinfeld in the fact that there's multiple plot lines going on. Okay. So you don't have to just be hammocked into one character and what's going on with them. Ensemble cast? It's an ensemble cast. It's okay. a it's a show about a family, an Irish Catholic family in New York where everybody is part of the police all the men are part of the police force. So the grandpa was the former police commissioner. Tom Selleck is the current police commissioner. He's the dad of these sons who are also on the police force. Okay. So hence the term blue bloods. They're all part of the long blue line of New York. Then there's a daughter who is a district attorney. So she's also involved in the system. And, uh, Another thing I like about this show is, first of all, they don't shy away from the, the Catholic part of it, the fact that it's a religious family, and they take their religion seriously, and, and how does that factor into their everyday life? Where are they police at? New York City. Oh, New York City. New York oh, boy. City. Okay. Yeah. And then the other thing is there is always at least one scene in every episode where they're having family dinner around the table, and I think that's... Great that that is conveyed to people. Here is a family having dinner around the table, having conversation, talking about. Now, sometimes they're talking about work. Sometimes they're talking about other things. But there's always one scene in a Blue Bloods episode where they're sitting around the table having dinner. How often do you get to do that at your house these days? Um, Not as often as we used to, but... Like we had family dinner around the table last night, yeah. Sunday. Yeah, that's that's almost sacrosanct. Is that there will be family dinner on Sunday? Is that f- is there four, five? There's five. There's five right now. Yeah. Okay. Previous to Blue Bloods, what was the show you and Diane loved? Uh, Seinfeld is one oh, that yeah. we would sit and watch. So uh, Debbie and I, our current together show is Ozark. Okay. Jason I just saw- Bateman. I just saw a promo for that. Laura Linney, and I'll describe it to you best as it's Breaking Bad in Missouri. 
Okay. The hole for this guy just gets deeper and deeper and deeper. Is that a Netflix? Is it an HBO? It is Netflix, okay. yeah. The Flickers yeah. of Net. Mm-hmm. What's it called again? The Flickers of Net. The Flickers of Net. Sports Yak! Sports Yak. Part of the Studio DNA Podcast Network. Find more of your favorite podcasts at Spreaker.com slash Studio DNA. Follow the Yak on Twitter at Sports Yak with two Ks. The second K is silent. Episode 6 featured some off-mic shenanigans. Have you ever read a Stephen King book? No. Have you ever seen a Stephen King movie? No. Have you ever wanted to? No. Let's put Chuck on the spot since we're talking Chicago Bears. Chuck's top five Chicago Bears, either in order or random. Well, I think you have to lead off with Dick Buckus. I think he is the quintessential Chicago Bear. Gale Sayers, I'd put him in the mix. Brian Urlacher. Red Grange, if you want to go into the Wayback Machine. Wow, what, what, what did he do? Well, Red Grange was the galloping ghost, and he was really kind of the first NFL superstar Okay, uh, with the Chicago Bears. And then I have a personal off-the-board favorite because when I was just a wee lad starting to watch the Bears, they okay. were awful. But they had a quarterback named Bobby Douglas. During the 70s, Bobby Douglas could throw a football farther than any quarterback in the NFL. But he was best known for throwing the Bears' game plan out the window. Douglas is the subject of this week's Mavericks and Misfits segment. And Bobby Douglas could throw lasers. In fact, it didn't matter if it was a 5-yard pass or a 50-yard pass. Bobby Douglas had no touch whatsoever. He just threw as hard as he possibly could every time. And he could run, and he was. a lot of people thought he should have been a running back rather than a quarterback. I think he ran for over 1,000 yards one season. So Bobby Douglas is kind of my guilty pleasure Chicago Bear. Uh, to add fuel to this fire, I'm going to go with my top five bears in pop culture. Okay. Top five bears in pop culture. I'm going to put them in order. I'm going to go with in at number five, Gentle Ben. I, I think he has to be in any list. Can we name the little boy actor? Clint Howard. Very good, Chuck Freeby. I knew I could count on you. I'm going to go Baloo from Jungle Book in at number four. All right. Bear Necessities. Great song. Yes. In at number three, I'm going to go Yogi Bear. Okay. In at number two, I'm going to go Fozzie Bear. Good. Good call. And number one, because it's it's left quite a mark on me, it isn't as iconic as the other ones, but have you seen the bear from The Revenant? No. You've no, never seen that scene of the bear from The Revenant? No. I would encourage you to get on your YouTube machine a little bit later. Okay. Type in the bear, comma, The Revenant, Revenant. and you watch the bear... Maul Leonardo DiCaprio. Well, now I'm for him. And right there, I'm for the bear if he's mauling Leo. Just when you think Leo. he's done, Chuck Freebie, round two, and it is a mauling. And here's 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 a spoiler alert, kids. It's not a real bear. What? It's not a. It's computer animation. No. But you're going to be so sucked into this moment of mauling that you're going to be like, wow, that's a top five. Pop culture bear moment. Sports Episode 7 featured our very first guest, Bethel College, I'm sorry, Bethel University basketball coach Ryan Lightfoot. 
course, we would have loved to have talked basketball, but Ryan had a different agenda that day, talking about his father, the local legend, Mike Lightfoot. Y'all look at my dad and think like, legend. Like, <laughs> I, I could tell you stories for days about how goofy this dude is. Well, let's start. What? You, want to start? you know what? That's a great idea. We're allowed to go wherever we want, so let the goofiness begin. All right. How about one of your absolute favorite stories? Oh, man, I have I have so many. So, like, as you look back at him and say, uh, I played for him for four years and I had the privilege to coach with him for, for seven. So, you know, I've worked with him for over a decade in the game of basketball, not only just being a dad. Uh, he was always a dad to me, but just being able to work with him was definitely different. I can remember – Sitting at a practice and he is going off. He is upset. You know, we we played IUSB the night before. We thought we played really well. We won. He wasn't happy. He was, that's just who he was. He was a motivator. And we're sitting on the bleachers and he's just going at us before practice. And I'm kind of smiling and he gets mad at me. He's like, What's going on? I said, like, Well, your shorts are on backwards and you have a dryer sheet in your sock. <laughs> and and it's like, well, like how am I not supposed to laugh at that? The Hall of Famer, the legend, shorts on backwards, dryer sheet in the sock. Yeah, like it looked like he was on like house arrest. You know, it's like he's got that little ball in his uh, covered up in the sock. May but. I give you a Coach Lightfoot story? Sure. Yeah. I've only been friends with the guy for about three years now, and your brother reaches out to me and says, "We need a birthday card. Mm. Would you draw my dad on a birthday card?" And I said, "Sure." I said, "You know, I need to know a little bit more about him. I know he's a Cubs fan. Uh, you know, and so we'll have a little bit of Cubs, a little bit of basketball." And I drew him in some jeans that didn't yeah. quite fit. Yeah. And uh, Robbie said, that's perfect. And here's why. Easter Sunday, the family's at the house. And after church, your dad goes and changes for the big Easter egg hunt. Mm-hmm. And for the afternoon is wearing your mom's jeans. Yes. Yeah. That had to be a look. Yeah. And like the thing about that, like it, it, no, that surprises only people outside of the family. Like. Because he does goofy stuff like that all the time. He had a like a, a plantar fasciitis issue in, in his foot, and it's bugging him like crazy. And the, and the trainer's like, "Hey, can you wear? You should try wearing a boot to sleep." And so he said, "You know, when, when you relax and sleep, that your, your your foot relaxes, and then when you step that first step, those ligaments really tend to stretch, and it's painful. So if you sleep in a boot, it keeps that foot up, keeps that foot upright. And you know, he's been doing it for." almost a month and comes back in it's not getting any better and and when you think boot you think walking boot right he was sleeping in his cowboy boot so for over a month (laughs) sleeping in cowboy boots (laughs) yeah what did your mom not go that's it once again it's not uncommon for the dude just to go 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 crash and so when when you do that for a while you just that's just what it is my my favorite story though when i'm just thinking outside of basketball is he's learning social media. My brother thinks it's an unbelievable idea to get him an iPhone since he can't use a flip phone. Uh, let's go really high tech on him. Um, so he gets Twitter. And, you know, that that's, is what it is. His punctuation is terrible, uh, almost as bad as his content at times. Uh, but I love seeing what people like on there. And I see this thing. It's a news headline, and it says, Justin Bieber stabbed outside of New York nightclub. And liked by Mike Lightfoot. Like I don't, I don't know why. Like I don't know why he cares about Justin Bieber, or or, or why he would want him stabbed. Yeah, right. But like, we're learning technology. 
So I, Did I you ever go- get to ask him, like, Dad, what, what no, does this mean? No, 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 no. Oh, no. I, I didn't get there. But yeah. of, of all the things that he has said, whether as a coach or a father, most outrageous Mike Lightfoot remark. Oh, man. Um, he was yelling at us in the locker room. This I don't know if it's the most outrageous, but it's one of those ones that just sticks with you. He's in the locker room, and he's just one of those, you guys want to do it your own way. You have all your own ideas. And he said, it's either my way, and I think he forgot the saying, he said, or adios, amigos. <laughs> well, <laughs> that is true. That's a variation. <laughs> Of the expression, yeah, yeah. So I'm we glad mock is, him I know. because we love him. Right, right, right. I'm just glad he's trying to reach a bilingual audience. Yeah, I'm just trying to humanize him. Sports Yak, part of the Studio DNA Podcast Network. Find more of your favorite podcasts at Spreaker.com/slash/StudioDNA. Follow the Yak on Twitter at Sports Yak with two Ks, but the second K is silent. All the way back to episode eight we go, compiling our list of top sports mascots. The Flyers have a new mascot. It's called uh, Grit or Gritty? Gritty. Gritty. G-R-I-T-T-Y. And the amount of Twitter followers this guy already has. <clears throat> well, he's gotten a ton of airtime, too. 47,000 already. So doing a little bit better than the sport check. <laughs> hey. We're growing. We're in growing. It's a season. Uh, which leads me to my next, our next segment, top three sports mascots. You want to go of all time or currently? Well, I would go of all time. It's a very short list. It's three top three. Here we go. Three, two, one. Uh, number three is the gorilla out in Phoenix, Phoenix Suns mascot. Uh, extremely athletic, uh, does a lot of stuff on trampolines, has great relationship with fans. Number two is the Philly Fanatic, has been able to get into it with a number of personalities, had a feud going with Tommy Lasorda for a while. That was great. Number one, the San Diego Chicken, because he is the grandfather of them all. I know that on another podcast you do called What Else with Corey Mann, uh, you have interviewed the San Diego Chicken, and I would gladly uh, refer people to check that podcast out which is also available wherever you get your podcast. Do you mind if I sneak a little bit of that segment into this uh, segment? Well, let's take a pause and do that right now. What's the story of the costume? No, they actually rented a suit uh, off the shelf of a local costume company. Uh, th- there was no grandiose plan, Corey. It was just a uh, one-week, 10-day promotion. Uh, they just uh, rented the suit, uh, tried to find a college kid to dress up in it, uh, but uh, with me, they found that uh, I put a little more initiative into it, a, a deeper thought process to it. I try to attract attention for myself, and it, it just manifested into this full-fledged promotion that caught the radio station off guard, that caught the, the entire community off guard, because what I try to do is bring a little humor to what I was doing, a little animation, and so it just uh, grew from there. But the first costume was a papier-mâché outfit, it wasn't all that attractive, quite honestly. It was uh, highly unusual to see anybody dressed up in, a, in an animal costume attend a Padre game night after night after night. Uh, Corey, this was at a time when, when fans did not uh, paint their faces, did not come to a game shirtless. Uh, it, this was really, uh, really out of the blue and extraordinary, 
and uh, it, it caught everybody off guard. But uh, working for a rock and roll radio station, we relished the idea of something so improvisational and, and off the wall, and, and it attracted attention for what uh, the radio station was looking for. Sports Episode 9 featured another guest. If you listen to Christian music, you might be familiar with Chris August. He stopped by the studio and gave us a yak segment. And John Mellencamp's coming to South Bend. Chuck and his wife are going to the show. During Episode 9, we talked about the big Mellencamp songs. Any dreams and aspirations to be athletic? Uh, I, I love sports. I like playing sports. I played all through school. I played basketball in high school. I love, I mean, I play, my dream was to be in the NBA. That was my, I loved baseball. I played it as a kid, but I also played soccer and football and basketball. I played everything. Um, basketball was the one I was best at. And so I, um, I, when the other sports, when I stopped playing other sports, that's when I just kept going. I would go to Dallas Mavericks basketball camps, practice for six hours a day. Literally like, and that when I was 15, when I got my keyboard, that's when I, I decided to put the basketball down because I said, I, I realized at that point that I wasn't, I wanted to be in the NBA, but I knew at that point, I was like, everyone else is so much better. I, I, my team at high school was really good. Like you had, it was like when you see these things on like Instagram, people doing all this crazy, that was like this team I was on, they, they would go to state and win, you know, and they were just so much better than me. You know, I, I was decent. I was good, but I wasn't, it was like, I wasn't going to go to Duke and play, you know, yeah. or Indiana, you know, or wherever. I wasn't going to play for Bobby Knight, you know, and, or y'all have good football here. Is the basketball team good too? Yeah, we have our, I mean, we've, we've been, we're in, we're in a growth period now. A lot of yeah. young players, but the last couple of years Story have been of my decent. life. That's why I tell everyone I'm in a growth period. Don't worry yeah. about it. Um, Purdue's yeah. decent. Uh, Butler's decent. Uh, Indiana. Yeah. Yeah. And so I, I knew I wasn't going to be on that level. So I, and I, I have asthma. And so that was also a problem. I was having to do an inhaler during every time out and just, that didn't look very cool. Um, but I always loved playing. I still, to this day, I, I play all the time. So who's your team? All my teams up? are all the Dallas teams. So Texas Rangers, Dallas Cowboys, Dallas Mavericks. Who are your, how about this? Who are your, who are your players you loved? Growing up, my favorite baseball player was Julio Franco. I don't know if you remember him. I he, don't. He had a batting stance like this. Um, he was on the Rangers. Also was on the Indians, I think, before that. Um, Kirby Puckett was my other favorite I, player I from the name. Minnesota Twins. Um, they won in 87 in either, I think, 91 or 92. I always get Blue Jays won one of those other years. Um, Oral Hersizer, uh was the pitcher for the 88 Dodgers. Um, he was one of my favorites. Um, and, yeah, those were kind of my go-to baseball players. And then all the Cowboys, like, Emmett Smith to this day, probably Emmett Smith is my all-time favorite like football player, just because he just seemed like such a nice guy, you know. And but when I was a kid, it was like Michael Irvin and Emmett Smith and Deion Sanders. I actually ran into Deion Sanders at a at a mall in Dallas when I was in high school, and he invited me to church. And I mean, I didn't even realize I, I was in the same store. And I was like, I'm staying next to Deion Sanders. So I was like, oh, dude. I was like, hey, what's up? You know, like, I was like high school kid, you know, a junior in high school. And he was really nice. He was like, hey, what's up, man? And I was like, I was so excited. I was a huge Cowboys fan. To this day, I, I mean, I still wear jerseys on Sunday. Like, I'll have them, you know. And so I, I got his autograph on a piece of paper from the store. And he's like, um, invited me to his church. He's like, hey, we meet Tuesday nights if you want to come. And I was like, oh, yeah. So I went to his church and. He went, you went? Oh, yeah. Heck, yeah, I went. And he preached, like, and he, he came down the, 
thing. And when he saw me, he goes, hey, you came. And I was like, you remember me? You know, <laughs> I was like, it was so cool. And, yeah, so I still have that little autograph on that um, uh, little business card from that store. But, um, yeah, it's um, – uh, So you keep your eye on Dallas teams now? Dallas teams, yeah. Um, I do. Uh, I, and I've been in Nashville for about 10 years. And I, I wish, like, we don't have Major League Baseball or basketball. Um, like NBA, and and so I, that's one thing I miss. Like, cause I used to love the Mavericks games and stuff. Um, I went to Dennis Rodman's first game when he played with the Mavs. He got traded there for a while, and he got ejected. <laughs> it was pretty funny. Um, yeah, and like on, in basketball, I love LeBron James. I know everyone loves to hate him. I love LeBron James. I love Kevin Durant. Um, and I just like watching good basketball. I honestly, I like, I like it all. Like. Even, you know, when everyone was giving Lance Stevenson a hard time, he was, like, blowing in LeBron's ear. I was like, this is awesome. I love it. I love Lance Stevenson. And now he's playing with LeBron, you know. And I loved Reggie Miller, you know, back in the day. And, and I've, I've been watching that stuff for a long time. And I just I've, – I've always loved it. I, I like that – I think one of my love for sports came when I was a kid. We would do uh, – like I said, my last name is Megert. And so we would do the Megert family tacos. That's our that's what we do is tacos. People doing turkeys and stuff. I'm doing tacos, and we would always watch the Cowboys play all the time. And we we always also for some reason watched the Chicago Bulls. Obviously, you had Jordan all that back yeah. then, and and we loved the Bulls. I mean, I had Michael Jordan posters all over my wall. Um, I actually have a song on one of my. On the Maker record, I think it's only like a, one of those iTunes exclusive or something like that. And I wrote a song called Posters about – I used to have these posters on my wall, you know, and but I, I – and I had these dreams as a kid. But somewhere along the way, I took the posters down and the dreams fell away. And and then the last verse that talks about now, I just have this, an artsy piece or two and it's dumb, you know. And maybe I'll get some <laughs> posters from my room, you know. Uh, and so, yeah, it's uh, – I. I those are my probably some of my favorite players off the top of my head. Can I challenge you with something? Yep. Because I'm guessing, I, I'm I'm going to read into this. When you're not doing this with me, other stations, whatever, you're at home creating. Got a home studio? Oh, yes, definitely. What do you think about a 10 to 15 second Chris August version of an ESPN type highlight bumper music? Which maybe you've already worked on, but I don't know. Yeah. Because me and a buddy of mine got this little sports podcast now. Yeah, the Yak. Thank you, the Yak. I feel like it needs a little, a little, just a little something to give us the edge on some other things. I got you. You, I mean, you, could can you get in front of your all your toys and create something that would sound like bumper music for a highlight film, ten to fifteen seconds, and then figure out a way to put the Yak in there? I I am up to the challenge. I'm going to do this. I like what I'm hearing. I'm going to do it. Uh, Cowboys, are they in the playoffs? Are they in the Super Bowl? How do you feel? Oh, they are. I mean, I, I, I every year I, I'll just say they're going to win the Super Bowl this year. <laughs> are they going to? Probably not. Probably not. Um, but there's a lot of teams at the top of the list right now that I'm like, whoa, I wasn't expecting that. You know, you don't expect to see the Jaguars up there. Um, but, the, hey, they're doing pretty good. You know, even the Titans are doing pretty good. You're like, what's happening right now? The whole thing just flipped. The Patriots lost. You know, okay, this is great. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I don't foresee the Cowboys in the Super Bowl. It would be absolutely awesome. I have a Christmas song I wrote a couple years ago called Tell Me What You Want for Christmas. And it's just kind of a fun joke song that I did with my sure. friend Ian. And we put it out, and I, I talk about how 
the real Santa has hired me and I'm, I'm a mall Santa that you can come tell me what you want for Christmas. I'm going to let him know, but you tell me. Um, and, uh, and I, you know, name off all these funny things. And at the end I'm yelling, literally just yelling like the things that I want. And I say like, I want a, you know, nice turtleneck sweater, um, a nice, uh, uh, some ch- uh, some Chick Fil A, and I go, and I want the Dallas Cowboys to win a Super Bowl. I'm screaming into the microphone, and it's like I listen to that every year, and I'm like, it's still true. I want all those things. John Mellencamp's coming to town. You know I like my lists. Top three Mellencamp songs. Ooh, well, Small Town would be number one. Man, he's got so many good ones. To try to limit it to three, I would say I'm I'm partial to Cherry Bomb. I, I would put that at number two, and then I would probably put uh, Jack and Diane at number three. Okay. What about you? I went Paper and Fire. Oh, I love Paper and Fire. How could I forget about number that Number three. One? It's on the same record as Cherry Bomb. So. Yeah. Number two, Authority Song. Number one, though, I'm going to go Jack and Diane. You're going to go Jack and Diane for number one? Not it's a, a little Not ditty. a big fan of Small Town? I am, but if I wanted to just narrow right. it to the three. Uh, that's the thing. I mean... Now, there's an artist, and, and you and I have not talked about this much before, and I'm not sure I really want to bring it into the show, but I will. <laughs> Sometimes an artist and their political views can skew me so much yes. that it's just like, I think you're a terrific artist, but you are so adamant in pushing your politics that I just don't want to tolerate watching you. Right. And Mellencamp and I... Wouldn't see eye to eye on a lot of political issues, but I just enjoy his music so much that I could probably get past that. Well, here's the tough part about going to see John Mellencamp in a 2018-2019 show. He's tired of playing these songs, oh, and so he's reworked them to the point of you wouldn't recognize your top three if you heard them at uh, a show. Then... Yeah. Well, that was a fun look back at Sports Yak, and I just realized that was only the first nine episodes. We came out of the gate strong. This, by the way, is episode 53. More than likely, you won't hear from us until Monday. Like I said earlier, Chuck had to go out of town on a family emergency, and due to the weather, traveling has just been cattywampus. I'm actually on an airplane Thursday, heading down to see some buddies in Nashville or going to see Metallica. Chuck's going to probably have a lot of extra work he needs to get done because he's got the Penn-Mishawaka game on Friday night. We'll have plenty to talk about Monday, but here's what I would do if I were you. I'd hit the subscribe button. So you never miss an episode. Or maybe go back a few episodes and check something out. Got a pretty decent detail paragraph of each episode on iTunes, on Spotify, iHeartRadio, or Spreaker.com. Can't say this enough. Thank you so much for listening to the Sports Yak. I hope you have as much fun listening as we do, recording and broadcasting and podcasting. Until next time, sports fans. That's our show for today. Sports Yak is brought to you by Big and Tall Outlet, because big guys got to look good, too. Sports Yak is part of the Studio DNA Podcast Network. This is Jimmy Shorts. Until next time, sports fans. That's good.
Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.